Raiders to the two-tone blue, covering the teams you care about. It's only on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Middle of hour number two on this Thursday edition of the show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. WKOM 101.7 FM, WZYX 94.5 The Eagle down in Winchester and Cowan and Deckard and Estill Springs and Huntland and everywhere else that's in Franklin County. Thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate you. Seth Chapman on Facebook thanking us for talking a little baseball. And Seth, every day we talk about it. For better or for worse, we're going to talk about the Braves. It just is what it is. Let me give you the rest of this story. <laughs> Seth Chapman's dad, Danny Chapman, was my driver's ed teacher. Oh, so, dear. Yeah. So, me and Seth go way back. Sorry, so, Seth. Appreciate you listening, Seth. Thinking about you. Now, we get a chance to talk a little National Football League, as the Hall of Fame game is tonight featuring... The Dallas Cowboys, which is... The Dak Prescott-less Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, they get an extra preseason game, I think, because of the Hall of Fame game. So, And he's still nursing that shoulder injury. But they take on the, the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Former, formerly my favorite team in the NFL. Well, I mean, it, Birmingham, Pittsburgh of the South. I didn't really have a team, had friends in Pittsburgh, so I was like, eh, you know. But I've adopted my new hometown team. Well, that's probably a good thing because our next guest is from Philadelphia, so you don't want to give him a reason to hate <laughs> you before you even talk to him. <laughs> David Beauclair of SI.com joining us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Mr. Beauclair, good afternoon. Mo, Mo, it's how are you? And I've, I've been out, I've been out of Philly a long time. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm more a Southerner now these days. Uh, I'll tell you what, if, if this if this was the mid to late seventies, that'd be a hell of a game tonight, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it? Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, even even for a preseason game, people'd be going crazy for that if uh, if if it was about forty years ago. But, yeah, and and this one, it 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 hardly moves the needle. I mean, I. I didn't realize until I got up and started checking Twitter today that the game was even today. I mean, Same. it literally just kind of snuck up on us here, DB. Um, how how does that happen, first of all? Yeah, I I, I think, uh, you know, I did the same thing. I was I knew the game was coming up. I actually was thinking it was this weekend. But I, I, think, I think, you know, we went a year last year with no preseason games. And, you know, honestly, how many people missed them? I, I, you know, the, a lot of folks are excited. Yeah, it's football tonight. Yeah, you're going to tune in. I, I don't think anybody's going to going to watch that game from start to finish. You're you're going to watch. Uh, you're, you're either going to watch early to see what kind of players you know are playing, or you're going to tune in for ten minutes just to watch a little football. But but I mean, did anybody really miss preseason football last year? I I know I, I didn't probably in the in, in the big picture. So that that's why I think uh, you know in, in like everything else, you know, COVID sort of changed our perspective on things. It's not like people had a love affair with preseason football as it was. And, and now I, I, I think there's probably, 
even more of a sense than ever that that people could live without preseason NFL football if they were if they were to do away with it altogether. David, I'm the weird guy who is an FCS football fan, so the only time I get to hear names I know are in the third and fourth quarter of the preseason. So, (laughs) so I'm watching the game start to finish because, well, I'm. I know those guys, and I'm curious as to which ones are going to, you know, play okay. well enough to get roster spots. But I am definitely the outlier, so I, I certainly understand that sentiment for sure. Again, David Beauclair of SI.com with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. David, again, tonight's Hall of Fame game kicks off the Hall of Fame weekend, and two classes will be inducted this weekend, which really is going to make Saturday a long day in Canton. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess it will, and uh, you, you know, it, we're, we're, it seems like we're uh, we're hitting an age in the NFL too, where it, it almost feels like the classes aren't big enough year to year. There's there's guys now every year where you feel like you know, God, they you know, this guy should be in there now too, and that that guy should be in there. But uh, you know, I, obviously the uh, you know the big one everybody's excited about, I guess. Uh, you know Peyton Manning, right? Is is that the? Uh, I don't even. I don't remember. He's going in this year. He's part of this year's class, not last year's class. Is that right? That's correct. Peyton Manning is yeah. in this year's class along with Calvin Johnson. Of course, Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning are going into the <laughs> Hall of Fame together because, of course, um, yeah, John Lynch. You know, I've, I've 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 talked about that. It, it's really interesting to me because the 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 Peyton Manning Charles Woodson debate will never ever 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 die because they were both fantastic that year right mm-hmm. and you would say and you could say you could say well the, you know the, the Heisman Trophy is not about who's the best NFL prospect but if one had had a significantly better NFL career than the other then then that side could have said well see you know we told you Charles Woodson was better than Peyton Manning or you, you see we told you Peyton Manning was better than Charles Woodson should have won but they were both just insanely good as NFL players too right I mean like there's there's never going to be another Heisman Trophy race or debate like like the Peyton Manning Charles Woodson one. It is it is it, it it's an, it's unbelievable to me how that how that thing worked out. And so of course again they're going That's into the I'll, Hall of Fame. They together. could they yeah. couldn't have given Peyton just one year before Charles just to you know even it up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's just it it that, that again like there's just there's just nothing nothing significant to separate these guys in terms of in terms of their their performance their greatness their their notoriety it, it's just uh it's just you know and of course Peyton Manning's greatest sin will always be that he was so far and away the favorite going into that season that everybody basically spent that entire season looking for who else they might you know they they should be looking at and and Charles Woodson emerged with a with a one-of-a-kind year that way but uh you know that's uh i guess that'll that'll go down as pretty much the only thing peyton manning never accomplished in football well other than beating florida (laughs) yeah that's right two things forgive me yeah if he had beaten florida he (laughs) would have won won it it. yeah exactly um also going in in this class of 2021 john lynch alan fanica drew pearson it's about time um right tom flores and Bill Nunn, as a contributor, um, long-time scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Again, the class of 2020 also being inducted, and I don't know if I want to read this entire list, but Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson, um, 
<laughs> that's is that why Pittsburgh and Dallas are playing in this game? That could be. That could be. <laughs> because, I, hey, yeah, that's woo. right. Yeah. And um, Isaac Bruce from Memphis State going in this year as part and also of the, the 1999 Super Bowl champion. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're we're not going to talk about that. But, um, it's a it's a star studded induction class between these two years for sure. Um, David, we wanted to talk a little bit about you know the the Hall of Fame weekend, but also. There was a tweet that I saw last night that I really kind of wanted to get somebody's input on, and I think given your Philadelphia background, you might be able to weigh in a little bit. Okay. Um, Deshaun Watson to the Eagles? Yeah. it's uh, You know, there there was a bit of a buzz about that, and it's it sort, of it, it sort of been quashed a little bit just by the fact that no one has followed that. You, you know, it, it's uh, – like, like you think about what happened a couple of weeks ago when the Houston Chronicle reported that uh, Texas and, and Oklahoma were talking to the SEC, and then within no time, you know, ESPN and, and other folks were, were suddenly reporting the same thing and and what have you. And this, you know, this was a uh, this was a tweet from what CBS Sports last night, I think, and nobody has has really followed it up other than to say, well, yeah, there's been some discussions, but it it you know nothing. It, 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 the sense is that nothing is imminent. It, I mean, it feels like Deshaun Watson has to get out of Houston. You know, whatever whatever becomes of his legal entanglement, it, 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 there's just there's just a bad taste there now. And and everything else that has gone on with that franchise, that you know that that franchise is is sort of trying to get a fresh start. And I think they wanted to get a fresh start building around Deshaun Watson, but. I, I don't know that I don't know that they're going to be able to do that. They're, you know, it's, everybody just sort of looks at him a little differently, and and like I say, regardless of what happens, I think they will continue to look at him a little differently down there. And and you know, franchise executives are, are probably asking themselves, do we want this guy to be the face of our franchise and and what have you? So it it feels like it feels like he he needs you know he needs to get the trade that he apparently wants and. Uh, you know whether it's the the Philadelphia or somewhere else, uh, I, I guess it's going to happen. I, you know, the Eagles thing is surprising to me because you know they they've committed themselves to Jalen Hurts. I I I think Jalen Hurts is a is a terrific sort of presence, a terrific leader. I, I, you know, I I don't know. I'm still not sold on the fact that he can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback but but he sure showed me a lot last year more than I would have expected from him in his rookie season and uh it it seems like it seems like it'd be an odd move to sort of pivot away from from Jalen Hurts who by all accounts is a, a person of impeccable character right now too and uh and and take on Deshaun Watson as as insanely talented as he is but the the baggage that he's going to bring with him in a trade like that and that's my thing, David. I mean, the fact that someone is looking at trading for Deshaun Watson, given everything that he's got going on off the field, isn't the question whether he's going to be able to play for anybody? Yeah, I mean, if if you if you if you make that move, you're you're you know you're you're thinking more long term than short term. You're hoping he can play this year. Um, if not, you know, I. I think you're gambling that he's he's not going to be sent to prison for five years or whatever it's you know 
whatever it's going to be. But uh, it, it's such a it, it's such a murky situation. The, the the way the way the whole thing has the, the way the way the whole thing has played out, and the fact that you know none of none of his accusers went to the police is is discouraging to me, and and causes me to to question a little bit the fact that there are so many accusers and that their stories are similar and and the fact that you know Deshaun Watson apparently is finding masseuses off of Craigslist is confounding to me and and makes it makes the situation look terrible I mean you know Mo I mean athletes at at elite athletes at any level are are insanely particular Mm -hmm. about what they do and and how they do it and who they do it with and and I can I cannot imagine that Deshaun Watson the football player thinks it's a really good idea to just have random masseuses tending to his his muscles out you know like that that to me is the red flag of all red flags yep you you get those things in the clubhouse typically i mean that's that that's that's available to you just you just or gotta you, ask if you're Deshaun Watson and all the money he's made. You have you have your your own personal masseuse who you have on retainer and, right. and they're at your beck and call. And and if if you if if you're laying in bed at, at midnight on a Tuesday and all of a sudden you have back spasms, you know you pick up the phone, you call that person, and and they come over. Like it, it you you don't trust yourself. You don't trust your body. To, to just some random person online. It, when it, your body that, is how that, you make your living. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, it that's, that's the thing that, that, you know, in this, you know, in this whole thing where you want to, you want to look at both sides and everybody's innocent until they're proven guilty. That is the thing that, that really has me going, boy, Deshaun Watson, you know, he's in some trouble here. Yeah. You know, David, as you continue to look at the situation implode in Houston, you look at the injury situations in Indianapolis with Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz and, and and Darius Leonard. You look at Jacksonville being Jacksonville. I mean, if you are a Tennessee Titans fan, you got to feel pretty good about where you're at in terms of the AFC South right now, do you not? You're loving life. I, I You <laughs> know, Mo, if, if you asked me six weeks ago, I, I would have told you the, the Titans are the second-best team in the division. They're, you know, they're they're looking up at Indianapolis. Their their best bet is to is to sneak in as one of the wild card teams this year and, and see what you can do in the playoffs. Then they trade for Julio Jones, and you go, well, you know what? That their 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 receiving core was was one of the big question marks I've had, and they not only they not only got a guy, they got the a guy. spectacular guy, right? Yeah. And you go, okay, now it looks like a coin flip you got a two horse race there it's uh it's the titans and it's the colts and uh and the you know the texans and jaguars can do whatever they're going to do in in the other half of the division now all of a sudden you, you you take carson wentz and quentin nelson out of the equation for five to 12 weeks whatever the number is all of a sudden it's possible you know you look at the schedule titans and the colts play twice in the first eight weeks of the season it's possible the titans could face the colts both times this year without either one of those guys and then all of a sudden you're saying it it looks like the titans should be able to sweep that series right mm-hmm. and uh and, and i mean at the at the very worst you're thinking you're going five and one probably six and oh in the division you go six and oh 
in the division, you're, you know, you're winning that thing. No question. And that's, I, I think if you're a Titans fan, that's, that's probably, you're probably feeling that way right now. Like this is, this is all, you know, not that, not that you root for guys to get hurt, but this is all really, really good news for the Titans. The way, the way things have gone here lately. You almost have to wonder, did John Robinson, <laughs> did Mike Vrabel, or did John Robinson and Mike Vrabel go down to the crossroads together? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, it, you know, now, now we'll see, let's, you know, let's, let's be honest that, you know, one of the, uh, you know, the naysayers on the Julio Jones trade, well, he's, he's going to be the seventh oldest wide receiver in the league. He's coming off an injury plague season. You know, I, I've seen people say he's got three years on left on his contract. If the Titans get one good year out of him, they should consider themselves lucky. And then here we saw him on Monday, the first day he's involved in team drills at practice and uh, a couple of snaps in, he goes down. It wasn't an awkward fall. It wasn't a weird collision. It wasn't anything. He just he just ends up going down after an incomplete pass, doesn't get up right away, talks to the trainers. Trainers end up taking him inside. We have not seen him on the practice field the last two days. And, and Mike Rabel said yesterday, you know, we're going to be really conservative with him between now and the, and the start of the regular season. And, and basically said, there'll be some days he practices a lot of days he doesn't. So, you know, if, if, if you were, if you were worried about Julio Jones being injury prone, breaking down, whatever term you want to use you you certainly don't feel any better about that right now. And today, David, on top of everything else, Matt Barkley joins the yeah. Titans. Well, it, you know, I, I wrote it, Mo. It's uh, you know Logan Woodside. You know, we keep saying what you know. It, how is this guy the number two? What you know? What when can the Titans get better at that spot? Logan Woodside just keeps you know just keeps batting these guys away apparently, and yeah. and it's funny because during uh, you know during OTAs and mini camps, the the practices we were allowed to see. You know, Deshaun Kaiser was one of the guys. I watched fairly closely because I wanted, you know, I wanted to see him, you know, I'd seen him, you know, I'd watched him on TV, obviously at Notre Dame when, when he played there, it, you know, he, he was obviously terrible with the Browns on a terrible Browns team as a rookie in 2017, hasn't played an NFL regular season game since 2018. But, uh, but I thought, you know, I want to, I want to see this guy and he had a, he had a much better arm than I thought. And, you know about his athleticism and I thought you know this is going to be a really really interesting little training camp battle you 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 know you don't get a lot of really genuine training camp battles in the NFL these days but I thought uh, I thought backup quarterback was going to be one of them and then you know I watched Kaiser last week when you had the full roster together and you're going 11 11 and and he looked uh, he looked really indecisive far too often you know just just standing there holding the ball, can't find the receiver open. You know, sometimes when he made throws, he, he made some terrible throws. And, and pretty quickly, you, you just started thinking, this this is no contest. I mean, Logan Woodside's the number two. Deshaun Kaiser is the number three. And, and now, you know, Kaiser is out at number three. You, you try Matt Barkley. And, uh, you know, this is a guy who's been in the league since 2013, has, has been on the field for 19 regular season games, has thrown twice as many interceptions, as he has touchdown passes, it's 22 to 11, you know, I mean, so is, is this a guy you're excited about to, you know, saying, well, here's a veteran presence who can come in and, and back up Ryan Tannehill, or do you just say, you know, Logan, Logan Woodside's a, a young guy who, uh, who, you know, sooner or later is going to have to get some, uh, get some playing experience and uh, has done nothing at this point 
to, to make anyone say he's not going to deserve that opportunity when it comes. I, I think that's kind of, you know, at the, the number three spots, you can kind of just let that be a rotating, revolving door until you find somebody who can be at least comparable to your number two, right? I mean, that's that's the way it goes. Well, in, in well, in this day, Chris, too, in, in this day and age with COVID and the COVID protocols, uh, you know, my guess is what the you know what you're looking for is is somebody who can be your quarantine quarterback, gotcha. which is to say, he's not going to be at practices. He's he's going to be in meetings via Zoom and 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 that sort of thing. So so you want somebody who at least has some kind of experience who knows what an NFL offense is, sure. who's been in a bunch of those meetings and, and has had his practice time and, and all those sorts of things. So it, you know, it, it, it in that regard, it has to be really, of you know, if, if you, if you have somebody as inexperienced as Logan Woodside at number two, then your, your number three in this case has to be a, uh, a an experienced guy, whether it's, whether it's great experience or not, it, it has to be experienced because, <laughs> I, I think every team in the league saw what happened to the Denver Broncos, whatever week it was yeah. last year, and and no one wants to repeat that. So I would I would imagine everybody's going to have a quarantine quarterback this year. That makes a lot of sense, David Beauclair, SI dot com. Thanks for taking some time with us today, man. We really appreciate it and the insight that you have given us. Hey, I'm happy to do it anytime, gentlemen. All right, David Beauclair, SI dot com, joining us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. When we come back, we're going to talk about some broadcast team news. Fox, which is broadcasting the game tonight, uh, have announced their NFL crews. A new analyst on ESPN will tell you who it is when we come right back. 